Welcome to the Hell of a Catholic Podcast. I'm TJ Capaldi, former pastor lackey here at the Georgia Tech Catholic Center, current seminarian for the Archdiocese of Atlanta. I'm Patrick Lamar, current student here at Tech. And I'm Father Josh Allen, chaplain at Georgia Tech. So today we're going to be talking about uh, uh, basically how one supports ideas with their money. Right, so the example being, we've just we've heard recently in the news a great deal about uh, Planned Parenthood and how they're selling or somehow marketing baby baby body parts and whatnot. And then uh, there was a boycott. Well, no, it wasn't a boycott, but it was some sort of kind of online thing done by LifeSite News or somebody like that uh, that ended with uh, Coca Cola and. Who else? Xerox, uh, Xerox and other and large companies. Com- other large, large companies, um, either withdrawing support from Planned Parenthood or clarifying that they never really gave support in the first place and asking Planned Parenthood to take their logo off of their website. Yes. Um, and I don't know. Different ones said different things, but uh, uh, so the question is, like, from a very concrete standpoint, is if I know Company X is giving money to an objectionable cause, should I buy Company X's products? Right. Is that the basic question? I think so, yes. I I think that... uh, I mean, for some people, this is not a question. For some people, it's not a thing that they think about. And... well, I mean, some people don't think about a lot of stuff. That's true. Right? But I mean, the question, I think what we're trying to figure out here is not what your prudential decision is or my prudential decision is, but is there a moral obligation? Yes. And I think that there are some companies, right, out there, especially large ones with a big voice that you can be sh- be certain about what they're saying, right, that can influence whether or not you should patronize that company. Uh, and I think that that's... That's something that can, for, in my experience, can be very gray, right? You know, it's very easy to uh, kind of rationalize, you know, well, I have to go to that company, or, you know, like, I've been going to that company for so long, uh, you know, why would I stop now? Those kind of things. Or, okay, so let me give an example. Uh, why don't we so... We know that in the scripture there is a prohibition against this. So the question is, should we patronize McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, any fast food restaurant with the exception of Chick-fil-A, any major restaurant that requires its employees to work on Sundays? Should you fail to support... I mean, it's the number one commandment, right? That you should not do any servile labor on Sundays... It's the number one commandment, and is it almost every? I thought that was the no. Third, it's not the number one. Commandment. It's the third commandment. Yeah, that's true. Well, okay. So number it's three still, commandment. It's, still top it's in the three. top three. Top three. It's the... in the top three. It's bronze medalist. <laughs> that's not nothing. Well, well do <laughs> right? they require them, or or are they, are, is it? Is I think a lot of them to where they get Listen, I'm telling All you, right. man. If you get the fry job at McDonald's, they don't care that you want to go to mass in the morning. Yeah, they don't care. It's like you come in and you work mm-hmm. on Sundays. Or go get a job somewhere else. What if they permit you to go to go to mass later in the day? Okay, that's fine. But you're supposed to abstain from Sunday. servile labor right. on Sunday. It's, it's not just about making it to mass, right? right? 
So any company that requires you to work on Sunday, should we boycott the company? You didn't uh, expect that one, did you? I, I think... <laughs> yes. I mean, You think so? That, sure. Why? In principle... I, I, I would say you, you don't think that's effective you think that's reasonable like I don't know why, why can't you do your groceries on Saturday and have enough food for Sunday no but I mean I'm talking about boycotting the company I'm not talking about right so here's the thing uh, in Atlanta we've got two major grocery store chains Publix and Kroger okay there's some other places and that's fine but they're all open on Sundays too so if you're going to boycott Publix and Kroger because they make their employees you, work on yeah, Sunday okay. so you wouldn't where be boycotting are you buy your them food? if you bought your food at you wouldn't be boycotting if you buy your bought the food on Saturday. Yeah, that's not a boycott. That's Sunday, just you right? personally Definitely. saying, "I'm going to do right. what I think is right." But what they do with so their so with that being said, yeah, I wouldn't say it's reasonable unless you're a farmer. You know, like you're not going to get your food from any, anywhere else. Right? I mean, the situation is such that you don't have a choice. Like, there's no place you can go that honors the Sabbath. Where you can buy the food that you, uh, let's assume it's the food that you need. Well, do you have an obligation then to become like the Amish and just grow all your own stuff? That way you're not, that way you're not uh, affecting anybody. Is I I mean it's an option. Is it is it reasonable? I'm asking if it's an obligation. No. I don't. Uh, uh, you could you could go to Chick Fil A. And get all your stuff on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eat chicken on you Always could, You could just only eat at Chick Fil A. Yeah. Okay, but the, but then we got another level, right? I would be well, in okay. favor of that. By the way, where does Chick Fil A get their stuff from? Ooh, what supplier? Yeah. Did their I, supplier? Does their supplier work on Sunday? We don't know. We'd have to ask maybe some of our brethren that work for Chick Fil A. You know, like how how far down that line do you have to get? Hey, if you work for Chick Fil A, send us an email at podcast at gtcatholic.org. Tell us if you know anything about the providers of Chick-fil-A for their, their food products. Do you see what I'm saying? So, like, the one, that we, the one that we always jump to is, should I give money to a company that supports Planned Parenthood? Or should I give money to a company that supports an objectionable position uh, for the church? Like, a big one these days is gay marriage, right? Should I give money to a company that supports financially and publicly gay marriage? Well, here's the thing. I think it's fine to do that. But I think we have to kind of recognize that there's a little bit of inconsistency in us. Yes. If I'm going to say that I'm going to I'm going to pitch a fit over Coca-Cola maybe giving 50 grand to Planned Parenthood, but I don't care that they make all their workers work on Sunday. Hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, if we're going to talk about, like, responsibility with how we spend our money, I don't think... I think what, what we're in danger of doing is becoming cafeteria Catholics. Yes. Where you pick and choose the things that you're going to decide are boycottable and the ones that are not. I can say I've been there before. I mean, I, in the summer of 2013, I was an intern at the Home Depot. And something I didn't know about the Home Depot until I started working there is that, you know, for various reasons, whatever, they have chosen to become large supporters of the agenda that supports things like gay marriage. Um, and I found that very interesting. And, and eventually they even offered me uh, a full-time position. And it was something that 
you know, I could easily, because I'm going to seminary now, it was very easy for me to, it wasn't easy, but it was relatively easy for me to say no to the full-time job offer that they presented before me. Um, I did have questions and concerns about these things that I had learned about them by working for them. Um, but I think in, in my heart, I was really still willing to accept that, that position, uh, even though I knew that about them, even if, you know, maybe I justified it by saying like, oh, I'm only going to work for them temporarily. I'm going to use this as a lodging pad or whatever. Like I, I was willing to make that concession. So here's the thing though, if we're going to try to, the thing, so I'm going to propose that there is a way for us to discern the difference between boycotting something like, uh, I mean, we'll talk about Starbucks in a minute. Like the difference between boycotting something like Starbucks versus boycotting uh, Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's, Arby's, every other, I can't even think of all the... All right, of them. A gazillion yeah. of them that make people work on Sundays. Um, do you Have you heard of the uh, categories in moral theology, uh, remote or, or formal and material cooperation? Yes. Have you heard of those? Have you heard of those, Patrick? No. Okay, so formal and material cooperation with evil... The thing is, we live in a world where you have to cooperate at least somewhat in evil. You have to. Otherwise, you cannot function. Right? You all, every time you buy something, you pay sales tax. Every time you buy something. Maybe there's some things that you don't pay sales tax with, right? Mm -hmm. But every time you buy something, you pay sales tax. A certain percentage of your sales tax is donated to Planned Parenthood. Yep. That's... Right? Yeah. In essence, yeah, that's really... There's only one degree of removal... Only one degree of separation there. You give it to the government, the government gives it to Planned Parenthood. For moral theology purposes, what level of material cooperation is that? Okay, well, let's talk about that. So there's formal cooperation with evil, and then there's material cooperation with evil. Formal cooperation, and I'm not a moral theologian, nor did I bring notes on this. <laughs> so anybody that's listening to this, which I seriously doubt there's very many people listening to it at all, but if anybody's <laughs> listening to it that's a, that's a moral theologian, I apologize for my imprecise... Uh, terminology. Formal cooperation is when you are directly involved in the act. Yeah. Right? So the person who is performing an abortion, the person who's doing the abortion, actually doing the abortion, that's not even formal cooperation. That's actual the actual act. The nurse that's handing him the scalpel, that's formal cooperation. You're involved directly in the act. Right, mm-hmm. um, material cooperation is a, a different kind of degree, right? So you are providing some sort of support for the act, but it's not involved directly in the sinful act. So someone who is perhaps uh, like the uh, the custodian company that comes into the abortion clinic at night to clean the place, you know. Commercial buildings have these companies that come in and clean them at night. Not us, because we can't afford it. But uh, <laughs> uh, we have a resident student slave that does that. Uh, thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. We love you. And you're not a slave at all in any way, shape, or, well, maybe a little bit. Um, but so the custodian company that comes in and cleans the place at night, dusts the floor and cleans the windows, in some way they are cooperating in the actions that go on in that building. I mean, they could, in fact, choose not to clean that building. Would that be called remote? That would be material cooperation. Now we have this kind of distinction 
within formal and material between remote and proximate cooperation. And that's just a spectrum for like how far away from the action are you? Immediate, so immediate, proximate. The guy, the, so the lady who's the receptionist at the um, the practice. So I'm not talking about an abortion clinic specifically, but let's say you're talking about a gynecology or an OBGYN practice in which the doctor not only uh, will deliver babies, but he will also do abortions, which that does happen um, here in Atlanta. Uh, so. You're the receptionist in one of those practices. So now you're materially cooperating in the, in the evil actions, but you're a lot closer to that cooperation than, say, Johnson & Johnson, who makes the gauze that your practice purchases in order to do abortions. I see. Right? So Johnson & Johnson is just making gauze. Right, and they're selling it to you, and you're using it for evil purpose. Now, they're still kind of cooperating in some way. Johnson and Johnson could, in fact, say, "I'm not going to sell to anybody that does abortions." If I was Johnson and Johnson, that's what I would say. But their cooperation is remote. Now, Catholic moral theology says that we can cooperate with evil, but only remote material cooperation. If it's proximate, it's not okay. And if it's formal, it's not okay. Really? So the proximate cooperation, so like the receptionist working in the abortion clinic, uh-uh. Like, I don't care that you're not doing the abortions. You're working in an abortion yeah. clinic, right? Doesn't work. But as that cooperation gets remote and you get further and further away from the act, then Catholic Moral Theology says it's okay to do this. Now, here's the problem. How do you determine yeah, how, you draw the line. how far away an act is? And Catholic moral theology is silent on can, this point. Can we right? talk about though? Can we talk about things that people really experience and that people uh, really have questions about? You know, sure. Like I, I mean, for example, you mentioned that we're going to talk about Starbucks. Yeah, I mean, sure. We can talk about Starbucks. I mean, why would I? I'm not. A, I, I'm. I'm a very strange person. I do not drink coffee, but. <laughs> That's, beside the point. That's besides the point. That's besides the point here. I two non-coffee drinkers. Um, seriously? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no wonder these podcasts are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> now, the real question here is, can I buy, uh, you know, um, uh, whatever Starbucks sells? Um, coffee. <laughs> no, I mean, they have very specific names about what they sell. That's true. You can get a half-calf frap. And, and half-calf vanilla frap. Tall. 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 I don't know what that means, but I know it's a size. There you go. A tall half calf vanilla frap. Um <laughs> Can you can you buy can you buy that? With an extra shot? Yeah. <laughs> can can you buy that? Can, um What's the issue with Starbucks? Well, I think that the chief executive officer of this large corporation who kind of I mean the chief executive officer has good influence over the company, right? I mean, yes. he makes decisions, and they go, oh, yeah. right? He's the chief vision guy for yeah. the place. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he probably... Has... I would say this. I think it's entirely possible that the CEO of Starbucks... I don't... I mean, the, the guy personally, I'm not, I'm not saying anything about him. It's possible that he has no idea how to actually make coffee. 
It's <laughs> right? it but is he's possible. he's the vision guy. It's it's he's definitely the vision guy. It, it may be true. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. That's of that's of. If uh, any of you have insight into whether Howard Schultz can actually make coffee, please email uh, us love to know. at podcast at gdcatholic.org <laughs> and let us know. Is he the founder too? No, no. I think he came uh, along. If you, were, if you were the founder, I would assume. No, I think the founders were like real coffee makers. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, I'm a, I'm a smart person. I think I could probably found a coffee <laughs> store yeah. without actually knowing how to make coffee. Yeah. I'm prepared to hire somebody that can do that. <laughs> right? Fair. I'm just saying it's possible. But what? Whatever. Go ahead. Anyways, the question is: This guy is a CEO. What has he said recently, in general, about anything that would influence? Uh, a faith, okay. a Catholic decision. So hold about, on, let me cut you off there because okay. there is a line that floats around out there. Okay, that is attributed to the CEO of Starbucks that he did not actually say. What did? What is this line? So in 2013, there is all these stories that popped up saying that CEO said at the annual meeting something along the lines of, uh, you know, we support uh, the gay agenda or gay rights or whatever, and that if you don't like that drink your coffee elsewhere. He didn't say that. He did not say that. Wow. What he said was something along the lines. I'm not going to get this exactly I, personally, right. Personally, I thought that was yeah. true. I didn't what know What he that. did say was he was talking to a shareholder at the shareholders meeting who objected to Starbucks's approach to gay rights. And the CEO said something along the lines of, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but he said something along the lines of, um, uh, if you can find another company that has returned 38% in the last year, buy their shares. I see. Said something like that. Okay? that that's not even close to buying no, coffee elsewhere. No, no, it's not. However, I do have what he said in 2012. Now, when I first formulated my position on Starbucks, which was no Starbucks, it was based on what he said in 2012 at the shareholders meeting, which was then clarified. So he was actually given an opportunity to kind of say something different. And the executive vice president of Starbucks came out and said something very specific. And it's quotable, it's available, and it's a direct quotation. Here it is. Katie Holmes, Starbucks executive vice president. Starbucks is proud to join other leading Northwest employers in support of Washington state legislation recognizing marriage equality for same-sex couples. Starbucks strives to create a company culture that puts our partners first, and our company has a lengthy history of leading and supporting policies that promote equality and inclusion. This important legislation is aligned with Starbucks business practices and upholds our belief in the equal treatment of our partners. It is core to who we are and what we value as a company. So that statement, combined with what Schultz said, which was... Um, I can't. I can't find it. I have the. I have the. I have the thing here, but I'm not gonna. It doesn't matter. Um, he said something very, very similar to that. But the last line is what disturbed me because it's one thing for a company to kind of. And the thing is, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard for people to understand, but corporations get pulled a lot of different directions by a lot of different charities to support things that they ought not to support, okay? And in order to survive in the world, this kind of just the price to do in business. I'm not saying it's right, but I can't understand it. It's different when you say, 
that what we're supporting is now core to who we are. Like, part of Starbucks is that we support, promote, and believe in the gay agenda. That's part of who we are as a company. Whereas Coca-Cola, when it was giving money to Planned Parenthood, and they have said that they didn't, but, I mean, there's records out there that show that they've given money to them, um, that that was happening under matching gifts. When Coke used to not, they used to not be as kind of discerning about who they match gifts to. And so somebody would give money to Planned Parenthood, they would match the gift. But it gets reported as a gift to Planned Parenthood. That's a very different situation, right? Whereas a company that's saying, I will match any 501c3 gift that you give. And a company that says, this is core to who we are, right? So, I mean, Starbucks also, you know, supports Planned Parenthood and all that kind of stuff. So I do think I do think there is room for uh, boycotts. I'm not saying that we, we can't do that. I think if we're going to cooperate with evil, remote material cooperation, you do have to have a reason, and it has to be a serious reason. So here's the problem with, with Starbucks. If I'm going to cooperate with evil, I have to have a serious reason to do it. Well, what's my serious reason? I, I don't think your serious reason can be that you really like it. No, that's not a serious reason. That is not a serious reason. That's a preference. And I'm a, a serious reason means I am making a rational decision in my head that says I now have something that kind of and and you know what there might be a case even if you say I do not drink Starbucks there might be a case in which you still go to Starbucks like for instance I do not drink Starbucks but if someone who doesn't know me generally gives me a Starbucks gift card I will no. go and use it at Starbucks. Why? Right, I see that. Card. Because if somebody gives me a twenty-five dollar gift card and I don't use it, Starbucks actually gets a lot more money out of it than if I use it for a product. Like the money's right? already been bought because the money's already there. They already have the money. All I'm doing is increasing their costs when I go to use the product, and I try to pick the I try to pick products when I go that have the smallest margins. <laughs> how do you right? How do you know? You research that? No, no, no. I just I pick things like, for instance. Their coffee, they have enormous margins on that. Really? But the the packaged goods that they resell, yeah. like if you go and buy a granola bar from Starbucks, they don't make their granola bars, right? Yeah. So you go and buy a granola bar, their markup on that is far less yeah. than, than the profit on the coffee. Yeah. Yep. Right? So that's what I try to do. Now, I'm not saying that somebody else has to do that. But you, you got to ask yourself the question, right? So you're walking out of Mass, and there's a bunch of cute little girls standing across the street having a bake sale. And it says, and their sign says, support our Planned Parenthood bake sale. Would you buy a cookie from them? No. I, I mean, no, I wouldn't. But, I mean. But here's the thing. Take the sign away. And it's going to the same purpose. And the, the, the bake sale's out there. And you go out, and it's these cute little girls selling, selling cookies. Right? Do you go and buy a cookie? Yep. Well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Girl Scouts. Okay, well, we can talk about Girl Scouts. I'm not trying to pick on Girl Scouts. I'm just saying. Like, Girl Scouts come to your house, and they don't say Planned Parenthood, but, I mean, the lot, some of the money is going to Planned Parenthood. Some right? of it is. It's very complicated, yeah. Um, I'm saying, like, these issues are not simple. Okay. I will say that boycotts do work, though. Okay. But- so, on the one hand, I can say, if somebody were to tell me, that their conscience just doesn't tell them that they need to not 
drink Starbucks. I would say to them, okay, that's fine. I might say to them that they should consen- they should you know make sure they continue to form their conscience and follow it if it mm-hmm. change if it says something different. But at the same time, if your conscience never tells you ever that there's anything that you shouldn't do in the marketplace, right? Like at some point, at some point, we got to say there's something wrong with that, right? I mean, would there be sweatshops if we didn't buy stuff that was made in sweatshops? Like, if we made the conscious effort to say, I actually care about whether sweatshops operate. I care about this. Would I buy stuff? If I said, I'm not going to buy anything. And listen, we can talk about whether sweatshops are good or bad. There are actually people that argue that they're good because the people are working and they wouldn't be working otherwise. I don't know if that's true, but whatever. But nevertheless, if you're against sweatshops, you know, why wouldn't you boycott? I mean, people people get all upset. Just recently, we had this whole thing with that stupid lion over in Zimbabwe. Or where was Zaire? What was Zimbabwe? I don't know where it was. Right? People get all worked up about this lion that gets killed. Which, I mean, lions are beautiful creatures, and I'm sad that it was killed. But nobody seems to care that the fact of the fact that, like, Zimbabweans die from lion attacks all the time. Right? And the Zimbabweans are like, well, it'd probably be better for us if there weren't any lions. Yeah, you know, it's it's just interesting, right? These kind of half baked things that we do, and the lack of knowledge and the lack of attentiveness that we pay in the marketplace when we're out doing things. And while I think it's hard to make a hard and fast rule about whether you should or should not support a company, I definitely think we should be more intentional about who we support. Yes, definitely. So, more thoughts? Well, I just like what you said about form, continuing to form your conscience about what it is, because we're not alert about, um, you know, whatever company that um, we're buying, who they're, who they're giving their money to, then um, we're not going to know when and when not to boycott, right? If boycott is the ploy that we're trying to, trying to accomplish. Boycotts work. Right. They do work, you know? Yeah, Definitely. You know, I'll tell you, if, you know, there's, what are, what are, we have about 300 million people that live in the United States, and they say about 20% of us are Catholic, right? So that's 60 million Catholics in the U.S. If 60 million people in the United States said, I will not pay my taxes, I will not pay my taxes until the government stops supporting abortion, what would happen? If 20% of people said that... I think the government would probably do something about it. The government would stop supporting abortion is what they do. That's a, that's a lot of money. That's 20% of their employees. And you can't possibly enforce it, right? Yeah, because it's 20... You yeah, can't possibly like come after 20% of people. Now, I'm not saying that that is a reasonable... It, it, that's not a, a, a reasonable <laughs> thing to happen, okay? But I'm saying, like, boycotts... Work. I wish it was. Boycotts work. You know, they do work. And even if they don't, Something else we should be thinking about is how are we going to stand before God one day? Yes. You know, how am I going to stand before God one day? Let's say there's a little bake sale outside of Mass. Every single time I go outside of Mass, and the little girls are really cute. They never say what they're raising money for. And I go and I buy a little cookie from them every single Sunday. And I die, and I show up at the judgment seat, and Christ says, I don't understand why every single Sunday you walked out of Mass and gave a dollar to Planned Parenthood. 
Like, why did you do that? Can you explain that to me? How do you think it's going to go if you say, oh, you know, I just never really thought about it. I don't know it's going to go well. Yeah, but if you, if you didn't yeah, ignorance know... Ignorance is no defense. If you didn't know... That's and very it was different. just one time. If you didn't know and it was just one time, I think that's fine. I think you're going to be okay. If it's many times that I but didn't if know, you go, is it different? So if, if, if you it's go many over, times, if you're doing something over and over and over again, and you never take, and you never take the time to try to understand where your money is being spent. That's a good question. Yes, I. You know, I'm not yeah. saying one time. Like, I know we cannot. That's the whole idea of remote material cooperation. Like, I walk into Publix, and I need a jar of mustard. They always ask you. There's a hundred types of mustard in Publix. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody is asking me to research how Gildens versus Grey Poupon uses their money for me to buy mustard. Man. Okay? But... I wish I knew, though. You know, if I'm going to support something that's ostensibly for charity, especially, if I'm going to do that, like, the people who... I don't know if this happens other places, but in the United States, I've never seen any place else. But in, in, uh, in uh, Georgia, a lot of times you'll drive around, you pull up to a stop sign, and there's these people with buckets collecting money. Yeah. Right? I'm not talking about like homeless people. I I've mean, seen it. Yeah. There are these organized groups that are collecting money. Yeah. And sometimes they have funny looking hats on mm-hmm. and you assume they're they're official. But you have no idea what they're collecting money for. Exactly. Nor is there any nor is there any possible way that you could know how they're going to use it or even if they tell you what they're going to use it for, if there's any guarantee that they're going to use it the way that they say they're going to use yeah. it. Yeah. So if you give money to those people, it's no, it's irresponsible. Right. So it's kind of playing in the invincible or invincible ignorance. Exactly. Where Except it's invincible. Where are you trying to know? Yeah, it's invincible. Yeah. I mean, in that case, you smile at him. You say, I'm so sorry. I can't give you the money for this. If you tell me what, what it is, I'd be happy to look into it maybe send you a check. Yeah, yeah. And in the same sense, when I go to Publix a lot of times, when I check out, they always they ask. Would you like to donate a dollar? Would you like to, to donate yeah. a dollar to whatever? To, they don't even really. It seems like say every, what every it place is. you go these days. It's like yeah. every place you go. Would you and like to donate in a the past, I, I would say that in the past, I have tended to say yes because I think giving money to something is a good thing. But more recently, I have thought I don't know what I'm donating to. I should not say yes. Because I can give that dollar to someone else who I know is going to get use it for something that I know is good. It's like I could open up the Save the Cecil the Lion fund, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then what I'm going to use the money for is to execute Zimbabweans. Because I think that what we should do is have more lion habitat and less human habitat. And so I'm going to execute Zimbabwean citizens in order to save the lions. And I'm, I'm advertising myself as a Save the Lions operation. Yeah. You know, and you're giving money because, oh, that's so sweet. You're saving the lions. Right? But you don't have no idea how the money's being used. This is, this is something It's really important to understand these things. We have an obligation to this. Like, our money is given to us. We're supposed to be stewards over it. A steward, you don't get off easy just by saying, oh, I was trying to do the right thing. Your intention is important, but it's not the only thing. It's not the only thing. So we've already gone too long. Uh... If you have questions or comments or if there's another topic in this area you'd like us to talk about, if you want to take issue with it, we are happy to give any emails that come in on this a full and complete voice on what the podcast. Do the, what do the people want? That's right. That's what we're looking for. Um, so podcast at gtcatholic.org. And thanks for tuning in. God bless. God bless.